Thanks for listening to For Crying Out Loud on Podcast One. Hey, we've got such a good show for you. We talked about, oh my God, Lynette and I yeah. reminisced mm-hmm. all about the late 70s, the 80s, our jobs, uh, Action Park in New Jersey. But first, right. let me tell you about Geico. Did you know that right now Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's 15% on top of the money Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dog to make you breakfast in bed? As nice as that sounds, it's probably never going to happen. But at least there's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit GEICO.com to learn more. Enjoy the show. COVID-19. Spreading rampantly throughout the world. Almost one million deaths. African Americans. Hit harder than others. The double whammy. I'm J.J. Green. I'm black. I'm Chris Core. I'm white. Join us on Colors, our new podcast. As Dr. Anthony Fauci gives us some straight talk about race, risks, and vaccines. On Colors, episode 12. Subscribe to Colors on Apple, Spotify, Podcast One, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just $25, you get wine and gifts. Ace's favorite stuff or products from ACS. Every single month, you get the drink you choose. It's hard to beat cool stuff and lose. Adam's Monthly Nut. Adam's Monthly Nut. You heard Dick. It's time for another ballsy month of Adam's Monthly Nut. This month includes two Vinnie Tortorich approved and invented ultra fat instant energy packs so you don't reach for that donut. Four shot glass ice molds, so you can keep your whiskey cold and straight down the hatch. A bottle of Chateau Spill, to remove wine stains or blood from the fine silk you're donning. Of course, a bottle of your choice, and the Coup de Gras, a digital download of the very first basic cable commentary, Roadhouse. This $60 value can be yours for only $25 at CorollaDrinks.com. Everybody, it's for crying out loud. For crying, for crying out, out loud. loud. Hi, <laughs> hi, hi, hi. Hey. <clears throat> you know what? Let's get right into our our premium subscribers, our listeners, like Casey Howell and Amanda Crittenden. What's up, Yachts? Oh, those two. Mm-hmm. Amy Hunt. Hey, Amy. She's on the hunt for a good episode. I don't At know. At least she's on the hunt for a better last name. Yeah. Michelle McKibben, she can take a ribbon. Angie Saldivar, my old buddy. Not that you're old. You're young, younger (laughs) than me. Randy Mae Ames. She's got enough names. Yeah, enough. You're good. Kelly Brandt. She's like your aunt. She is like your aunt. She's a lot like your aunt. Got some hubba bubba Mm -hmm. to (laughs) offer you. That's right. Rebecca Lubin. Hi. Hi, Rebecca. It's not like I'm talking to a (laughs) kitty cat. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Ishan Vajpay. There we go. Mm-hmm. Stephanie Stinkerinker. What's up? Liz L. Sasser. She's sassy. <laughs> Missy Schaefer and Gabby Fonseca. 
Well, now those two, uh, let's just uh, say that they got in some trouble over Labor Day. What you guys do? They, they are uh, incarcerated at the moment. <laughs> I have to go bail them out when we're done here. <laughs> Rachel Oldtimer, Krista Stroop. Get the Stroop. What? <laughs> Hi, Krista. Krista Soup. Hero Yamashita. Your son, David, loves you. Mm-hmm. And we love you and David. Yes. That. And the whole, your whole damn family. Yeah. Good people. Kelly Luther Vandress. <laughs> I just like saying that. Aaron Land. Ho. This. <laughs> Sarah Stefano. Valerie Fenwick. I, I like, I hear the crowd screaming yeah, like we're at Fenway Park. Right. <sighs> right. And Carrie Soberry. Nice. You're a nice girl. Yeah. Good. All right. Hi, everybody. Ah. What's happening? It's All Friday. Right. It's Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so been trying to do like some family stuff. Yeah. For one, we watched um, the Laker game mm-hmm. the other day yeah. as a family. Yeah. I got to tell you, it is becoming more and more challenging to get pe- everybody to sit down. Yes. And John – loves it like he loves it when we're all sitting there even if some of us are there completely under duress right (laughs) he doesn't care he's like isn't this great i'm sitting here with my family (laughs) meanwhile sadie's like trying to sneak looks on her (laughs) yes like texting a friend constantly and Uh, lb so uh we're we're all sitting there and john's like lb where where's lb she i don't know where she'd been during the day but anybody who has a teenager out there you have a couple of them. Yeah, I, got a I have one. What is with these teenagers being so tired? I know. What oh my is god, tiring I'm so tired. Them. I, I know. What the fuck are you tired about? You woke up at one, right? I know. And how about this? It's school starts at eight twenty-five. They wake up at eight twenty-six. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I have to go into their room and go, hey. Get up. Yeah. And they just roll over and get their, their laptops. Yeah. Like, where are you going? You're not tired. You're I know. You're sitting in bed I know. all day on the on – But the- then come like Saturday morning, Sunday morning, she doesn't wake up until right. like super late. Right. Uh, oh, my God. That's so funny. I just – I remember I told you on Tuesday's show that Xander had a sleepover. Right. Well, I would have thought that the friend was home by now. It's noon right mm-hmm. now. I just got a text from the mom who apparently doesn't know I went to work this morning just going, hey, let me know when to come get the little dude. <laughs> I don't know. I guess they're having fun. Well, that's good. But anyway, LB, always tired. Always uh, – everything's a drag yeah. that has to do with with her family. Right. Right? Same, She's reached that age. Same it's as like, Natalia. So it's like you've been relaxing all day. You maybe had a sleepover the night before or whatever. You're doing fun stuff. Elby, we want you to come watch the Lakers game. She's like, I was going to take a nap. <laughs> I'm like, take a nap. Bitch, you slept like 15 hours last night. Get up and sit your ass on the couch and watch TV like a normal right. person. What are you, a nap, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> so, then John, so then she comes out. But she acts like we're torturing her. Right. So she's like, fine. She comes out. She sits on the couch and just sits there like a robot, like just sits and like stares at the TV. Yes. Like, see, right. I'm watching the Laker game. You happy yeah, now? Right. And guess what? John totally is. He's like, this is so nice. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. It's not that nice. Nobody's interested in watching this besides you and me. Right. And even though I originally didn't even care that much about watching it, but once I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot into- how much I like it. Yeah, I know. So now I'm watching it 
it's weird. It's like we turn around. All three of the kids have somehow mm. left. They snuck out. <laughs> I go, I think we're watching this by ourselves. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. That's Sonny and I. The Sonny's like always watching the game. And then I walk in and then I got to get stuck. Wait, wait, watch. Watch West, wrestle Westbrook. Watch him. Watch him. He's really good. Then he has to pull him up on YouTube and show me. Now I'm like suckered into – I can't go back to doing what I was doing. Now I got to sit down because he's by himself. Watch the game with me. Watch the game with me. Isn't that what dad's for? I know. And John's turned into such a dad where he's like – you know LeBron James is like 36. Yes. I'm like you've only told me that 18 fucking so thousand sunny. times. Every time we start watching, you're like, LeBron James, you know, your mom and I have been watching LeBron James since he was like right out of high school. Like that's how long – and everybody's like, we know, dad. We know. Right. And he's look at that LeBron James. He's starting to get like gray in his hair. Yeah. Still good. Look at him. <laughs> Can you believe he's starting – Can you believe we're like how old he? Right. Right. Now, are your kids – well, I guess they're not really into it, obviously. Sonny is into the Clippers, which is weird because I grew up with the Lakers. Right. And I'm always like, oh, the Lakers. And then he's like, yeah, I hope they lose. And it's just so weird to me that he's – this. his generation is into Clippers. Well, I think it's because of um, Chris Paul mm-hmm. since he was on, on there either last year or year before. I don't know. Right. It might have been a few years, but right. in my mind, the last time I was aware of anything, right? Chris right. Paul kind of made them big. Yes. They made a comeback at their young age. And so you remember that Chris Paul – do you remember this story, how Chris Paul – so my kids were playing at Balboa. Oh, yeah. That's right. And Chris Paul's son was playing there. Right. And so he would come and people would freak out and everybody wanted their picture taken with him. Right. <clears throat> All my kids have had their picture taken with him. And then do you remember the story of how it was – you know how the teams, rec teams have like a photo day? Yes. Do you remember this story, Kaylin, where Chris Paul was there with his kid just trying to mind his own business and like the next day they had some big game. Mm-hmm. can't remember. And one of the girls on LB's team started trash talking Chris Paul like while he's standing there. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And, you know, they were probably like 13 yeah. at the time. Yeah. And it was ridiculous. Uh-huh. This girl had such a mouth on her. Uh-huh. And it was so embarrassing. To, so all of these families are kind of wanting to get their picture taken with him. Right. Like, but they don't want to bug him because you're at this. Sure. You know how it is. There's like a room where the people go in to get their picture taken and then the families are sort of lingering outside. So right. he's just one of the families like standing around waiting for his kid to get their picture taken. And this girl, Natalie – just starts going, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, the fucking warriors or whatever are going to kick your ass or oh, something. Oh, my God. So he gets mad. He did? Yes, because she was being, honestly, in his defense, she yeah. was being obnoxious. Like, she was being rude. Where is her parents? She, they weren't around, and uh, she always had kind of a mouth on her. Right. I was going to say a little trash talk would have been pretty funny. You'd think he'd yeah, even like, you'd you know, he'd laugh. Like, no, she was being me. She was being aggressive and kind of like just and sort of wouldn't stop. Right. So then he he just I forgot what happened, but he was like, whatever, uh-huh. like that, and he kind of like walked off, and then he a wasn't thirteen year old girl would got take, to him. But it was bad. So then later he came back and she was gone and we were standing there and then um, we were like, is there any way we could get like a picture? Because I wanted a picture with Elby and we were like, we're not – we're not with her. We weren't with her. And he started laughing and he goes, 
that was crazy or something. Oh. He goes, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And we were like, we know, we know. She's well, screw. God, Sorry if that was that. my kid, I would pull her aside and you're like, hey, knock it the fuck off. Yeah. I just – I'm so out of it. I saw the late – we – I was watching the Laker game the other night with Sonny and I was like, when did they – when did their uniforms turn black? Aren't they yellow and going? He goes, yeah, for Mamba. And when he said that, I was like, oh, my I heart know. broke. Because not only, you know, how much I love Kobe, but then also like, it reminded me of how – how, Stephanie, did you ever think that we were going to miss going to those – getting up at the crack of dawn and driving to Anaheim? I miss that. Me too. I miss those games. Me too. Who would have – if somebody told me that a year ago and I was complaining about it, I'd be like, what are you, high? Now it's like I, I miss getting up early, going to them, getting annoyed by the other parents. The characters the, that would come in. The one mom that's always like way too overdressed oh, where you're like, yeah. where are you where going? Are you going? You're you're wearing a statement necl- yes. necklace. Yeah, no. Slacks and a statement on. necklace and right. it's like a Saturday morning. I, what, what are you I going on a job interview? I never understand those women. Never. I know. Yeah, they got the high heels. Perfume. Yeah. Their Gucci purse. You're right. like, come on. All you hear is jingle jangle yes. of all their bracelets and their earrings and all their shit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then the rest of them, the no-shows. The no-shows. you're like, like how does your every- kid get here? Yeah. yeah. Or the dad, sub. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I miss all of that. I know. It's sad. So anyway, what I was going to tell you, mm-hmm. or should we should we take a break really quick right now? Sure. Let's yes, talk about can- have some time. My to- new favorite uh, advertiser, Madison Reed, who I love. I'm so glad they're on board because now during COVID, you know, they make it easy for you to touch up your – what are you doing over there? Put I just had to itch my leg. Oh my I know. I, I have, have mosquito bites. I have mosquito bites everywhere. Yeah. Um, yes. They <laughs> – Stephanie shoved her hand down her pants. Just <laughs> – when I think of Madison Reed, I touch myself. <laughs> What's Kaylin doing in there? Kaylin, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, yes, it's exciting. Madison Reed. Because you don't have to wait for, you know, you can – listen, (laughs) I get the gray hairs pretty easy and quick. My hair grows a lot. Yeah. And now I don't have to, you know, wait or put the powder in my hair or any of that stuff. You can – it's easy. It's simple. I got online with the colorist. She talked to me all the way through it. It was simple. She – we Zoomed each other. She saw my hair. She knew exactly the color. It was the same color I was looking at. She also told me to get the gloss, the mm-hmm. the color, which color to get for the gloss. Got it. Simple, easy, no problemo. It's it's simple and there's no reason now to have any of your roots showing. Yeah. And it starts at only $22 and they send you everything you need. It's yes. the whole kit. So right. you get the gloves and you get the mixing thing and you get everything. I love it. Yeah, it's great. And they also do have – speaking of powders, but they have a little one for just if you have a little bit of gray in yeah. the front and you want it and you're going somewhere. They have right. that stuff that's like makeup right. for your hair. I love, I love that. It. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah, and it's starting at 22. So you can find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com. For our listeners, for crying out loud listeners, get 10% off plus free shipping on their first color kit with code FCOL. So use the code FCOL uh, at checkout and madison-reed.com is where you want to go. Go check it out. Yeah. They'll help you. Also, Ritual 
takes all the guesswork out of getting your vitamins every month. It's a subscription-based vitamin Mm -hmm. company. I love it because I do not want to think – ain't nobody got time to be thinking about all the different vitamins that you need to buy separately or which multivitamin is good in the store. Ritual takes all of that away and just makes it convenient for you to take your vitamin every day. If you're like me and you sometimes forget for a few days and you don't want it like piling up, you can snooze it. It's the best. And then restart it. Yep. It's no problem. You can take it on an empty stomach. It has a nice like little minty aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Nothing gross. You can also – doesn't give you a tummy ache. No, that's the best part. Yeah. They yeah. also make it for men. Yeah, they too, do. Mm-hmm. By the way, so you can get it for your significant other. Right. So, uh, yes. <clears throat> why not get it and have it come to you? You don't have to go out and get it. Yeah. Daily changes can lead to big results. So start small today. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Try it out. Satisfaction guaranteed. Go to ritual.com slash FCOL to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash FCOL. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I watched this documentary, which you have to watch, okay, called Action Park. Have you? Okay. So Action Park, Kaylin, have you heard of this? Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, we actually had the son of the guy that ran Action Park oh. come in on uh, Adam Carolla's show to talk about. I think it's the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. So I familiarized myself with this crazy theme park and all of the, the rides that really? hurt, hurt so many people. So it was in New Jersey. What the hell? There was this theme park, which I've known about for a long time because uh, – John was sort of obsessed with it for a while, and mm-hmm. they had come out years ago with these YouTube videos, and these. there was a whole article about it. So basically, it was this water park in the 80s uh, Aww, that there were tons of injuries mm-hmm. because they had no – the guy was like kind of a criminal, the one who was running it, and he of didn't – he had like fake insurance. Oh, my God. And he built all these rides, and one of them in particular was this uh, – very steep so you know there are um those round right. tubes where you spin tube through. a tube slide yeah. where you slide down and then it had a loop to loop and people were oh my so, god yeah we're Caitlin looking just- at a picture of it so people were at the very bottom of it you see the one on yeah they would go down the slide and then come up when they were when they were testing it out. He would pay employees like a hundred dollars to go down the slide and try it out because it was so scary. Really, and they would people would knock their teeth out. Well, I mean, they found teeth. They opened up the oh top of God. it to to try to fix it to add some padding, and they found all these teeth Is embedded this the in the testing top. one because it's, it looks like it's in someone's backyard. That's not what the park looked like. Is no, it? I don't think that's that's not it. Yeah, the one that must have been the, t- the real one is uh, on the left. See that on the like the second picture down, the first yeah. picture. That's that's the real. That's the slide. That's the real slide at the real park. Yeah, I think so. On a yeah, lawn? that's the one on that's- a lawn. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's crazy. Wow. So they have all these different rides, and uh. some of them were pretty dangerous. And they interview all these people. Some of them are like podcasters. What's the guy from Beautiful Anonymous? His name is Chris. I want to say Chris Godot or Chris Goddard. They found teeth. Goddard. Goddard. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> if you look up, up Beautiful Anonymous, the guy's name is Chris Gotard or something. <laughs> I know that sounds. <laughs> what is his name? Gethard. 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 Close. Whatever. 
Anyway, he's. I love him. I love him. So I like he's, his name that you, before you got. The so room. he yeah. was talking yeah. about. They interviewed him, and he was ta- they like part of the documentary and the angle of it was how in the eighties, like how on our own we were as yes. kids. Yes, like how. You just people just went to this park and parents didn't know what the heck was going on there. It was super unsafe. Right. Like there were no real rules. It was all run by teenagers. And oh, I, in my those God. days they were letting te- they were letting like 14-year-olds run the ride, like be the safety person wow. at the ride. Wow. The kids were like getting drunk of at the course. park, having sex in like <laughs> in like the area where, you know, some safety shack. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was a total free for all. And so, some of these people were looking back at, like, how in some ways they feel like it was good, but in some ways they're talking about it in therapy now, how parents were sort of like hands off right. for a lot of kids. Right. You, it wasn't like that for you so much, but for yeah. a lot of kids. I mean, you know how we, everybody talks about how, you know, you just went out and when it got dark, like right. you had to come home right. out when it got right. dark. Yeah. I got to do that. Yeah. But we were out all, all my friends day. All were able to go and do whatever they wanted. Right. Yeah. My parents, not so much. Because Nobody knew where I was. Were, weren't, uh, my parents were, you know, Italians and not right. – they're old school. Yeah. No, I know. All my friends – did you know – did you remember – did you go to the Northridge water slides here? No. Oh, my God. That was my the best place ever. I mean, Northridge. The Northridge. The, I don't know where it is. I don't know what it would be right now. But it was a water park. And they gave you those foam, styrofoam mats to go down, which they were always tearing apart. It was like by the time you got it, it was like, you know, the size of a washcloth. Right. You know, was, they were fringy and falling apart. And there's like stuff like the material that it was made out of was floating in the water. Is that it? Is that it, Kaylin? No, yeah. that Northridge water slide. That's oh, it. wow. Oh, that reminds me of my childhood. I loved going there. It was a treat, by the way, if I got to go there. You know, um, it was so fun, but I just can't imagine like going to, I, I got to see this documentary. Well, everything is so, we're all, everything is so safety conscious because, yes. you know, you get sued. Right. I mean, but for some reason at this action water park, I mean, people died there. People you, got really? paralyzed. Yeah, because so many of the rides were just not, they weren't safe at all. Like uh-huh. they were, uh, things would fly off of tracks, <laughs> oh, like, no. Oh my God, there was this one thing where they made this, they made, okay, so, so the way this park was set up, and you gotta watch this documentary, mm. one half of it was like the motor stuff, so they had like, uh, bumper cars and like, um, go-kart races, and then the other part was the water stuff, and in the middle there was a highway. That separated the two. Oh my God. Right? So they did this thing in the water park area where they had this like, imagine a ball, like a ball fully enclosed with like kind of windows on it. And then they were going to put it on a track and send it down like sort of a mountain. So they put somebody in it, like an employee or whatever. Just stoners just, just trying all these experiments. Yeah. Put somebody in it. So the ball went off the track. Rolls down like this mountain, (laughs) rolls across the highway, and like falls into like a lake. Wow. And the person was okay. They 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 lived. Uh Yeah. But I mean, stuff like that all the time. And the whole point of the documentary was A, to tell the story of this place. Right. But also just 
how fucked up was it? Like, was it good? Because the difference is like when we were kids, even with strict parents, you just had so much more independence, so much more, even if you don't think you did. The difference is now we know where our kids are all oh the time. Oh my god! Like we got them on life. If we if we don't yes. if we didn't drop them off there and then have a scheduled time to pick them up, we're yeah. watching them on Life three hundred and sixty. Yes, we know what time they got, where they right, went, right? What time they're you know? I remember like my best friend Wendy Thompson lived up the street from me when we were like ten. I remember everybody. First of all, Halloween was a all you know just. It was just every kid for themselves and they were able to go anywhere they wanted. They were – all the friends, all my friends in the neighborhood would go across this bridge that was – so our street was like four streets together, you know, and I was only allowed to go up and down these four streets. Right. That When they were 10, they all went over the bridge to go to the – like the better houses on the other side. Right. And get the big candy bar. And I was stuck going home with my, you know, lint and you know, Tootsie Roll <laughs> And that was about it. And they came yeah. back with like the huge Reese's Pieces and all that shit. And you were getting like four Smarties. Right. <laughs> I was lucky if it was a state still a in circus the peanut. Yeah. <laughs> An apple. <laughs> and a little pack of raisins. Right. Oh, remember like the, they give you the healthy – they try and give you the healthy stuff like granola and raisins. Yes. And yes. it was homemade too. Some people would make it homemade. Yes. Yeah, not anymore. But yeah, I remember like – just I would never. I don't. I mean, now I like my kids to have more freedom. But at ten, I I don't know if I would send them. I don't know. Like, but then remember, uh, real quick, mm-hmm. at at eleven, I wanted LB, Julie, and I wanted LB and 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 Bella to just walk around my little safe neighborhood. Remember right. this story because yeah, yeah. it was four years ago. I must have told it. And then our other friend, so the three girls wanted to walk around. They had phones, right, by the way, at right, that point. Right. They were in middle school. Yeah. They were eleven. Uh-huh. And we wanted they wanted to walk around just our neighborhood. So which would have been like your four streets. Right. It was like and the other mom was like, Yeah, yeah I, I asked my friends and she said it's not a good choice. Right. And we were like, Oh my yeah, God. I know. I know. What do you got? I know. It, it's crazy the difference how we were when we were growing up. And remember my friends would walk to the Topanga Plaza and they were allowed to be there by themselves. Remember when Topanga Plaza had the ice ice skating rink? Do you, re- did yes. you go there? Yes. Yeah. It was like the south. Now there's the Topanga Mall. But before, like four blocks south of that was right. the other little mall. Right. And they had ice skating. Yeah. Yeah. They would all get to go and go ice skating and do all that stuff. And even me, when I got, you know, a little older, I was allowed to be dropped off at the mall and stuff. And, you know, it's diff- It's fine. I mean, it is that way now, but it was so different back then. It just was completely – I mean, no seatbelts. I remember we got in a car accident in my mom's Nova and I fell. I was laying down across the seat and I rolled and fell and like scraped my, my face on something and I, I think about that sometimes, like, wow, I just no seatbelts back then and the difference it is now. I had to walk to school, mm-hmm. first grade. I remember like – because this was when I lived in LA and I moved when I was 12. So I had to have been around 10, maybe 11, walk to school and then we would walk home and we would go to 7-Eleven and uh. you might have like a dollar and you could buy a lot of like penny candy right. for a dollar. They mm-hmm. had those little like – 
things of which they still have, but now it's like 30 cents if right. you want like a piece of gum. Yeah. Well, you could buy like two for five cents or whatever, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. penny, a dollar. I mean, my point is, I remember I had a friend who used to regularly shoplift from 7-Eleven <laughs> and I would feel so scandalized by the fact that like she's going to get caught and then my mom's going to kill me. Uh-huh. And then we would go to like – so we would go to 7-Eleven and steal or she would, right. the friend would. And then we would go to the library on our own. But we were like 10. Right. I know. Walking around like the city was yes. – you know, yeah, yeah. No big deal. Right. Los Angeles, and then we would get home when we got home because yeah. I was a latchkey kid, so I'd right. let myself in. And right, I remember taking the RTD, the Rapid Transit uh, District. What did it stand for? RTD. It was the, yeah. the bus, yes. the city bus. I would take it from. Yeah, it would. I would. I was probably a half an hour at least from home, and I would leave my friend. I would go to Pam's house after school. Pam, the no getter, right. And uh, whose parents were never around and it was just a flop house like we've talked about before. Right. And I would take the RTD. There is only way for me to get home because I was on my own and I would go there after school and then at like 9 o'clock at night, I would take the RTD home and walk home from there. Like in high school? Yes. Middle school? Middle, late middle school to freshman, yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine parents these days – no. Letting their kids take a bus? No. I know. I Nobody would. lets their kids do anything. Yeah. And then you feel like some kind of a criminal. Right. Like if you want to let them take a bus. Remember the day that I accidentally – that Xander and his friend walked over to the park or whatever and they oh, didn't yeah. have phones yet? Right. And then I freaked out because and the, the mom, mom was, was on her way back yeah. and they were like – I mean they were like 10. Right. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be in so much trouble yeah. in broad daylight, right. two blocks from our house. But I was like, oh, this mom's going to freak out. Yeah. Yeah, that you lost her kid. I had to go find them. I was driving right. around. Right. I was yelling for them and yeah. I was freaking out. Yeah. Like, oh my God, she's never going to trust me with right. her kid again. I know. I know. I times mean, have changed. Times have changed. I remember going to the church. We talked about this, the church, the school parking lot. Right. By, um, Encino Avenue. At, right. And just drinking in the, in the school parking lot at night. And then my mom coming over to look for me the next day. Where's a Lynette? Tell her that asshole. She's got to get home right now. Yeah. The, it was, it's totally different now. I can't get Elby into any trouble. Like I wish she would get herself in a little trouble. But it's like she's so controlled. Everything's so controlled. Yeah. I was just, I mean, and yes, it's COVID right now, which is adding to it. Right. But even when it comes to like, uh, my friend and I took the girls to the beach the other day, and she and I are are like same page on this. We're like, guys, go, go, go get lost, right. go find some boys, right? Go get yourselves in trouble, <laughs> yeah. Go get pregnant. <laughs> I'm kidding, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go, go mix it up banged. with some boys. Right. <laughs> Okay, please go get fingers. Yes, experience life. <laughs> right. Go get go get somebody's snap. I don't know. Like but they they get so like they'll walk a little way down the beach and then they come right back and they're like, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh-huh. We're like, "Go get away." Right. <laughs> You're you bumming our groove. To, yeah. yeah, like you go buy the smoke. Go 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 bum some uh alcohol at the liquor store. Right? Yeah. It's just so they're funny. Never they're never going to do that. They they're not going to experience like, that. No. No. Uh-uh. Like I remember just always uh, like me and my well, – it was mostly the guys, Mike and Glenn, would go to the liquor store and ask the guys to you know get money. 
I told Natalia the other day how to get a fake ID. I explained it to her. You did? Yeah. I don't know why we were talking about it because her friends at school, she was talking about how genius it is that if they have their school card ID they can, and they're a part of some club that they can get into the school dances for free. And of course, Natalia is a, like she's not a part of that club or something. And so her friends, they all would just take a picture of somebody that was in the club. And they would snap a picture of themselves. And then when they take the snap of their face and put it onto the thing, and then they would just have it on their in their pictures in their on their phone. So you could show it to the person at the door, the high schooler that's running the dance that like, right. here, I don't have my card on me, but here's a picture of it. And then you get let in for free. I was like, woo, yeah, man, you guys are outlaws. That's genius. <laughs> you want to know what I did? <laughs> I had to go to – I was at a rat concert, <laughs> found a, a uh, somebody's ID on the floor, picked it up. A girl – didn't I – I've told you this. Yes. Girl with brown hair, brown eyes, my height, my weight, but wasn't me and uh, took it to the DMV and said – memorized everything about her. I went to the DMV. I put in her current uh, – her old address. I had to change it to a new address, which was my address. Uh-huh. And uh, I said I lost my ID and they said, OK, uh, fill this out and take your picture. Took a picture with me and memorized all of her information and they sent it to me and I got a fake ID. And she's like, wow, Really? How long did that last? I said it lasted long until I got pulled over and gave the officer the oh fake ID my by God, accident. That was the best story. Oh my God. I wrong know. ID. Wrong ID. Sorry, wrong ID. <laughs> oh my God. And that guy yelling at me like, Do you understand? It was New Year's Eve day. I could leave you I could you have to leave your car on the side of the freeway. I could take you to jail now and you'd spend New Year's Eve in jail. And he took it. He goes, That's mine now. Thanks, young lady. Put it in his pocket. Yeah, it was bad. He was probably going to use it to try to get in somewhere. Right. Remember mine? Remember I stole somebody's purse? You did? Yes. Stole. I stole somebody's wallet. I found a purse and I took the wallet and it had, I mean, I don't know how old I was. I was young. <laughs> yeah, no, it was terrible. I'm not proud of my behavior. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I was probably drunk right. as it was and I got an ID and it was like – looked nothing like me. Uh-huh. It was redhead, some yeah. ginger, <laughs> like tall, freckly redhead. But I still tried to use it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Doesn't- and I was living in Springfield, Mass, which at the time was kind of a small town feel mm-hmm. for all the – everybody went to the same bars. Yeah. So eventually they were like, oh my god, this came – this is not yours. We right. know this person. Oh my god. They, I, yeah. they took it away. Yeah. They uh- – I remember taking – using – Wendy gave me her driver's license to use because she was 10 years older than me. 10 years. So I was like 17. She, it said I was 27. Right. It never – I tried it once. It worked a couple times. I think at the Red Onion in, in Northridge or uh, – where was that Red Onion? Woodland Hills. And then that was that. God, I got I've been to that away. Red Onion a million times. I was in a bikini contest at that. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was – I know. That Red Onion. I have fun. had some one night stands at that Red Onion. Really? That was just remember you just go there and it was just all pe- like where do people in their twenties nowadays? It's all online. I guess like it is. Bumble is their Red Onion. Right. For us, it was like you Imperfect. wanted to meet somebody. You went to the Red Onion. Right. You know. Right. 
put on a half top, went uh-huh. to the Red Onion, uh-huh. drank some Long Island iced teas, and yeah. went home with someone. Sex on the beach. <laughs> yeah, I know. Luckily, I was with Mike Gerstein for a lot of those years. So otherwise, because then when I got older and we broke up, then it was, yeah, a lot of one night stands. Like a Jeremiah's in Northridge. I was so, so basic, Lynette. Yeah. I worked at a life insurance company. <laughs> life? Can you picture that? I worked at a life insurance company. I wore like I You're like I, Vicky from the OC. Yeah. From except I was more I was more like somebody out of the office. Uh-huh. Like from the office right. where I just worked at this corporation with cubicles. Did my stupid little data entry job and mm-hmm. called clients. I don't. I don't even remember what right. I did exactly. And then after work, we'd hit that happy hour yeah. in our work clothes. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'd bring a change because this was when I was younger. I was probably twenty. I was probably just like twenty one. Right. Maybe even turning twenty two because soon after that I quit and then I became a temp. Uh huh. And then I was trying to be a stand-up comic by 23. Right. But so the, for this short period of time, I was super basic, like mm-hmm. wearing little suits, you know, or like slacks with like a blazer, yes. working at my job, having a vending machine, potato chips right. at 1030 a.m., <laughs> right. right. punching out, punching in, and then going to the Red Onion after yeah. work with the other secretaries. Right. Woo! Letting it all out. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, those were the days. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I... My first, my like first professional job was the receptionist at Genesis Entertainment in Agora. Yeah, and I was like, you know, loved. I had to get dressed up every day, and but I'd wear the same like black blazer and skirt. And I remember my boss taking me out for my birthday lunch, and he bought and he took me to Barney's and he bought me a blazer. Wow. Yeah, I was sick of looking at the old one I got from like uh, Wet Seal or uh, <laughs> or what was the other? Contempo. Contempo, right. Yeah, yeah. He got me a blazer. Uh, yeah, th- it was fun getting dressed up and then going – feeling like you were accomplished, like you had a day that you, you know, accomplished and then going out to have happy hour. My least favorite jobs though of any jobs were the receptionist jobs though. Yeah. I hated it so much because – you couldn't really fuck around because you <laughs> you had to answer unless you were at a place. I did have a few where the phone never rang, uh-huh. like temp jobs. Right. But as an actual official, remember I told you about the job where I worked at the towers. It was like our version of Twin Towers, the Arco oh, and so- Bank of America buildings. It was downtown. There's two towers. Oh yeah, yeah. I was the receptionist for the management of those buildings. Really? What and I was the only about? receptionist. Yeah, because I got – remember, the phone would ring constantly. <laughs> I mean, I felt like I was a first responder. Right. It was terrible stress. <laughs> like you'd be sitting there and the phone would just be – and you'd be like, office of the building, office of the building. And they'd be like, hi, man, there's a, a, an X out on the exit sign of the 16th floor near the elevators. Can you send someone? And I'd be like, OK. Then I'd have to write a report and then you would – it was like a telegram almost. You had this like – it was like a telex machine. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? So you would send the telex out to like – We had one of those. It was like I was living building. in the freaking 1940s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero one nine, circle zero one nine, connect you. Yeah. So you had to send the thing so that the person who was like the worker would fix the exit sign. But then – be like an hour later, you'd answer office of the building, and then they'd be like, "Hi, um, the X, the X is still out," and the X, and you'd go, 
yeah, I know. I already sent the report. Do you know when they're going <laughs> to be here? And I would get so – And the line – the three other lines are ringing. All, other lines yeah, ringing. You'd be like, please up. hold. And people were yelling at you all day long. Yeah. And then I would start to lose it. Yeah. At least once a day I was crying. <laughs> And going, I can't handle it. And then they'd have to pull me into an office and be like, why are you like – I can't imagine you doing that. And I was like, I don't – well, here's what happened. I'd been temping. Right. And I was – I don't know how much I was making, but it wasn't good money. And this – one of the people that I temped for was like, there's a position open as as this receptionist. It it pays well. At the time, it paid $400 a week. And I was like – that's yeah. the most money I've ever made. Yes. All I have to do is answer the phones. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, yes. So I get the job. I don't realize that I'm going to be in this high pressure environment every day. And I had like a hundred bosses, <laughs> right? Like so many bosses. Right. And every one of them had like a problem with me. And you know, I'm not good with that. Yeah, I get I mad. Know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think? So I would argue with them. Like I'd cry. Then they'd bring me in the office and I'd be like, well, it's not fair because this person uh, and I can't and the phone's ringing too much. And they'd go, you can't disconnect. You know, I'd disconnect people. Well, I'd get so – but I couldn't handle it. And then sometimes people would be so rude. Like I said, they'd call you four Mm -hmm. times about the same problem and you'd be like, they're getting to it. Right. Schneider's on his way up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Wait for Schneider. Hold your freaking horses. (laughs) I know. Who cares? You do you know if you're looking at the word exit and the X is out? Can you still fucking tell what it says? <laughs> Probably can. It's an exit. Even it's just, that's hilarious. And then anyway, they fired me. Oh my god! How to? And then I was really scared of any jobs that involved being on the front lines, having right, to answer right, the phone. Front lines. Which I'm not good. Well, see, you and I were different because you were fine with like doing the ta- waiting tables. I was t- too scared to do that or do a cash register. Fuck that shit. Oh. <laughs> that was not for me. That's too fast paced. I was fine answering phones and being a receptionist. That was fine. My worst thing about being a receptionist <laughs> was you'd go get a job at a law firm and they, you'd get no, it was when you're temping, you get no training. So you walk in and they're like, oh, oh great, yeah. the receptionist is here. And you'd be like, how, I don't even know the name of the place <laughs> where I am. There's like 15 names. Hi, welcome to Schmurzer's board, Shroom, Shroom, Corolla podcast. What, what? And, and then you'd be expected, they'd be like, the phone's ringing. Yeah. And you're like, can you write down the name of the company? <laughs> I'm not going to answer the phone and go, hi. Right. Hey, I'm people. <laughs> People asking for your address. What's your mailing address? Yeah. You're like, ah, mm. you're asking the wrong person. Hold, please right. hold. Send them to somebody So they'd else. give you like letterhead yes. and it would say the name. And there's literally – there would be like six names in the title of it. It would be a law firm and right. you'd go, I don't know how to pronounce it. Hi, welcome to – Wasserman uh, Jackway. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Can I help you? And then they'd be like, is – uh, Captain Sully Sullenberger there, and you'd be like, um, I'm not sure. And they're like, uh, it's his company. And I'd go, oh, I guess right, he does work here. <laughs> if you say so, he's here. I never lasted long. I, I know. Oh my god, I loved being a receptionist because that's all you know. I remember Waco happened when I was a receptionist. Uh huh. Everybody was in the kitchen, and uh. I just – I liked it. I didn't it, – it was fine. Yeah, so everybody was in the kitchen and I was out there answering and it was dead as a doornail. But uh-huh. for the most part, it was very busy 
And, um, you know, it was, a, it was a television syndicated company. And then, so there was salespeople, marketing people. There was a bunch of people that worked there. And once I got the hang of it, I was fine. And then the temp would come in and I would have to train the temp on how to do it. And I was like, all right, I would train her and then I would leave and help because I'm trying to work my way up the ladder, you know, right. a, a secretary into the sales department kind right. of thing. You know, and so the then then the girl wouldn't do a good job, so then they'd have to put me back to the desk again. And I just when I was thought I was out, right? They pulled me back in. I couldn't go and move up the ladder fast enough. But um, did you ever make it out of the? Yeah, that was desk? my yeah. Then I made it into sales, and uh, I was a sales assistant. And I remember my my boss Ed Wasserman would travel all the time, and uh, I said, "Mr. Woodcox called." <laughs> he goes. He said, uh, well, Annette, it's just Woodcock. He just says one. <laughs> I get people's names wrong. I would spend, like cities. I would go like, well, Jason's in Colorado. No, Jason's not in Colorado. He's in Austin right now. Not even close to Colorado. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Then I got, yeah, I worked my way out of that. And then. Isn't that the one you got stolen from where they wanted you to come where they gave you the other job? Yeah, no, we merged. At ABC? No, we merged. Oh. We we merged into New World, Brandon Tartikoff's company. Oh, okay. And then we moved over the hill to the west side, and then I worked over there instead of Agora. I was in Agora for a long time. Well, what was the job where you got stolen away? You know what? We should take a- All right, let's well, take- Let's hear from OxyClean. Hey, we want to tell you about somebody new to us, OxyClean. Mm-hmm. So listen, I've already been using this product. Me too. I'm going to tell you why. Because Penelope, who you may also know as my dog, my terrier, uh-huh. sleeps on our bed. And I know yes, Phil sleeps on your bed. Phil sleeps on mine. Yeah. And guess what? The sheets and the duvet cover get stinky. Uh-huh. Starts to smell like a wet dog on my bed. It really does. And I got to tell you, regular laundry detergent doesn't always rid you of the no. smells and leave your clothes smelling really fresh and leave your bedding smelling fresh. I will tell you, my daughter will know if if something is ours instead of one of her friends in a pile of clothes because she loves the smell of yes. our clothing. Yes. I've used OxyClean odor blasters for all these problems. That's right. Me too. And more on a regular basis. And my family thanks me for it. Right. It helps kill smells of like sweat. And we Mm -hmm. both have teenage boys. Yes. You know how stuff can get stanky and musty. Mm -hmm. And also the kids are using the towels every day. Oh my God. And then leaving them outside. And then they end up smelling like, yes, yes. So you need busy households like us with all this going on need OxyClean. It's a great product. Uh, you got to try OxyClean odor blasters for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to OxyClean.com slash try me and order a free sample. That's OxyClean.com slash T-R-Y-M-E for a free odor blaster sample while supplies last. What else you got to lose? It's free for God's sakes. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. What was the job that you Which job got offered we- where they offered you the guy that liked you and oh, offered you the ABC. other job? ABC. Okay. So was you were at Genesis. So you're still at Genesis, no, which became New, New World, World. And then you got stolen to ABC. What the hell? Yeah, no, I was at Je- I was at Or were you at ABC and you got stolen? No, I went to New I was at New World for a long a while and then I went to Carsey Warner for a while. And okay. then I was working for a, a producer, a comedy producer there, 
And uh, he introduced me to Wendell Foster at ABC in programming and scheduling, which was right. my dream job. Right. And uh, and then uh, yeah, and then I and then he called four months. I had a informational meeting about you know scheduling uh, a network in prime time with him at ABC. And that when I left him, going God, that's my dream job. And then four months later, Wendell called and said, "There's we have an opening. You can come work here." And uh, and then I went to work there. Yeah, stolen. I can't remember. I mean, I I was bouncing around for a while, but ABC I stayed in that. I was in mar- uh, um, scheduling, and uh, I worked started as an assistant, and then I went up to manager. Woo, manager. Yeah. So you were there when like the when Adam had the pilot. Yeah, Adam had the pilot at New World. With Brandon Tartakovsky. So they were doing. Oh, okay. And then you quit after that. Yeah. They were doing Loveline okay. um, for MTV. And I remember I had to break the news to Adam that it that it wasn't going, that didn't get a green light. I don't remember what. So it was you had sitting. the info first? Yes. Yes. It was. Uh, I remember being on a uh, work trip, day trip that they took us on. They did that once in a while. And we went to like. Um, Santa Anita's racetrack or some shit. Uh-huh. And on the way back, I remember Wayne, our head of our company, said, uh, yeah, they're not uh, – Fox affiliates dropped Loveline because they're going with something, something else in uh, for syndication in that time slot that they were looking for a show for. And so Loveline is getting dropped. And I remember him telling me and he's like, we'll just – we'll break – we'll tell him or something like that. And then I remember going home knowing that. And I couldn't keep it to myself, of course. Plus, I wanted to look like a big shot to him. Right. I just started dating him. Right. I was like, yeah, I hate to tell you, but um, show didn't get picked up. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. And then I remember when I had the meeting at ABC with Wendell, I didn't tell him who I was with at the time. And he goes uh, – I said, I had a friend that did a pilot called The Man Show for ABC. And he goes, ah, The Man Show. He goes, I like that pilot. He said, not not good for – better on Comedy Central, not for ABC. And he said, but I would have liked – the Jimmy guy was funny, but I would have liked Norm MacDonald as his co-host <laughs> instead of that Adam guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. That's uh, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those were the days. Did yeah. you ever tell Adam that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I told him that too. <laughs> so wait, so, so where did Loveline end up going? Then Loveline was went to MTV. Wait, I thought you Oh, okay. It was Got supposed it. to be on the Fox affiliate <clears throat> station. Oh. And then MTV picked it up. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. When then when did Crank Yankers come about? Crank Yankers, Man Show, Crank uh, they uh, the Comedy Central wanted another show uh out of Jimmy and Adam. And they came up with the Crank Anchors, the Crank, no, Crank Anchors. And uh, God, that was a funny show. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. It was really good. Yeah. And they couldn't do, they couldn't do um, crank calls in the state of California because it's illegal. Right. So they had to set up shop in Las Vegas. Right. And do the crank calls from there. And Dane Cook was a douche. The, really? Oh, he was such a douche. Because. Jimmy and Adam would go and sit in the booth while the guy, whoever it was, not unless you're Sarah Silverman or I guess Dane Cook, but like the other kind of the other people that made the phone calls, mm-hmm. 
you know, just for fun, it's always good to have somebody as a backup in the moment, you know, right. to give you to feed you the jokes. Right. And I remember like they worked with Dane Cook and he said something like like he would do something and they would get off the phone and he'd go like yes and he'd do his like two fingers, you know, right, like, right, like right. hit like it he, out of, like he's right. like the, like head. he just played a Black Sabbath concert. Exactly. Like yes, I am brilliant. Did you hear that? Did you guys hear that? That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Oh, like he would no. go that and like one of their writers would give him something and he'd go, eh, 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 eh. I'm the professional here. Like <gasps> such a douchebag. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Who is the guy? Who's the guy? Um, I cannot believe I can't. I can't think of his name. He's a pretty big comic. Gap, gap tooth, and he'd do the miles, whatever. He's like, whatever they're paying you, double it. Oh, I don't remember that character. Double it, Jim Florentine. No, no, not Jim Florentine. Paul, Paul, with the he has a gap in his tooth. Oh my god, Paul. The character was Miles. Like, look up Miles. Come. Uh, Crank angers. Yeah. Oh my God. He's you. As soon as you say the name, you're going to be like, "Of course." Oh, yeah. I can't believe I can't remember. This is total king of the alt comedy circuit. Really, Paul F. Tompkins. Oh yeah. And he had the character that would go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like <laughs> he'd be ordering like from fast food or whatever, and he'd be like, oh, "I'd like the blah blah blah." You know what? Double it. <laughs> <laughs> John and I still to this really? day do that joke. Oh, that's yeah. cute. We'll be talking about something, and he'll be like. Double Right. Yeah. Sarah did some good ones. They all, yeah. they, it was a good show. It was funny. Very and they funny. made a comeback, but now they're, they're, uh, on hiatus for good for now. Oh. Yeah. How was the comeback? I feel I like you know. can't really do crank phone calls in this day and age. I know, but they did. They did, you know, ended up is that, uh, Jimmy's brother, Jonathan, and Daniel Kellison's brother, Robbie, took over running the show. Oh. Yeah. And even in the Crank Yankers days, they took over. And the old days. And now they, they brought it, Comedy Central brought it back. And it's, I don't, then they were, they were getting picked up for a second season and then COVID hit. Oh. Yeah. That's the end of every good story, isn't it? And then COVID. And then COVID. Right. <sighs> Our lives are so interrupted. I can't, Kaylin's just had a baby. I know. COVID. A COVID right. baby. Yeah. Yeah. How is your baby doing? Baby's uh, very good. He was showing me videos. She's sleeping. Um, she's insisting on sleeping in the bed, so she wants to be kind of held all the time. Unlike mm. our first baby, which slept peacefully in her bassinet all night. Oh God! <laughs> oh, so this baby will not do that. But aside why is it from always that, the second baby yeah. that ruins it? It's always like the seems like the first baby is sleeps like a dream. So then the the poor couple decides to have another one and then another one comes along and it's like, what the fuck were we thinking? At least like let the older one get older first. Yeah. LB though w- wouldn't sleep. Like no. she was that way too. Wouldn't, would not sleep in the bassinet. Mm. Would only sleep in bed with us. And I would cry yeah. and just – and then finally we'd relent and then John would like hold her. Because he's, he's more of an insomniac anyway. He could always stay up more than I could. And I'd be like, I'm going to die. I have to sleep. And right. he'd be like, okay. And he'd just hold her. Yeah. Yeah. That I was always afraid of the night. I hated the nighttime. Scary. Yeah. I hated the nighttime. But our kids, they always stayed in their, in their cribs. They didn't, Sadie and never, Xander did. Yeah. They never came into our room. 
Well, and also Adam had, you know, morning show every day. He had to be up at 4.30. Perfect timing to have a kid, to have twins, by the way, when your husband can't even – well, first of all, he's useless anyway. But if he was going to help, you know, he couldn't because he had to get up at 4.30. Yeah. I, I So long, suckers. Sorry, Kayla. Twins with a three-year-old. <laughs> and then LB, I do believe, was Ugh. sleeping in our bed at that time. She would start out in her bed and she'd end up in our bed in the middle of the night. Because remember I think I told you that when she was around – I want to say anywhere between four or five or six, maybe it was – she was four. We broke the news to her that we were like, LB, you can't come in our bed anymore in the middle of the night. And she was like, mm. what? <laughs> I was like, can't do it. It was so heartbreaking, but and then she was like, "Okay," and then she never did. Ah, see, she's such a rule follower. That's awesome. Yeah, total rule follower right from the get go. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you want for Labor Day, huh? That's I know. A good show. I know. It was good. Hey, if you didn't listen to our um, Patreon this week, go. Li- what? Did- yeah, what's wrong, what's with, wrong you? with you? <laughs> Go listen to it. It was a good one. I thought it was a good yeah, one. Yeah, it was a good one. And if you're at the $50 level, only a couple of you guys left for this this week. Uh, Kathy Friend has is like, hey, to call do you want to know what colors look good on you? You can book a virtual color analysis appointment in, or add some fun things into your wardrobe. You can book a personal shopping session. Mm. Do you just feel lost and you want to look your best? Well, get a virtual style makeover. Go to Kathy with a K friend.com. Michaela Brennan. Good cause. Yes. LGBT cause. Bar Association and Foundation. Go check them Find out. out about it. Mm-hmm. LGBTbar.org. Mm-hmm. They are fighting the good fight for LGBT Thank you, Michaela. People. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you so much. And Baby Quip. Our friend Kaylee is with Baby Quip. They're the number one baby gear rental service. They're on a mission to make family travel easier. And they have thousands of baby gear items for families who do not want to haul their bulky gear everywhere. And they also have Baby Quip uh, cleaning where you can mm. – so anyway, go to babyquip.com. Great do service. It. And last but not least, Lisa Domino-White, yeah. our girl, has mm. the book Bursting with Happiness. Listen, she's our friend. She's a fellow listener. Go check out her book. Leave her a review. It's a great book. It's, you know, especially now during COVID. Yeah. Support each other. Yeah. It's great. It's about how to, like, get a little more joy, a little more self-acceptance and, you know, find ways to just feel better and more positive. So Bursting with Happiness. Check it out. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kaylin, for coming in today. Yeah. All right. You're a parent now. Don't F it up. Did you know that right now GEICO is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah, that's 15% on top of the money GEICO could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your dog to make you breakfast in bed with Belgian waffles and a fresh fruit compote? As nice as that sounds, it's probably never going to happen. But at least there's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more.